This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. No, they didn't. A boneless web sandwich. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Happy Friday, everybody. It's Dukes and Bell live at State Farm Arena tonight. Pacers in town to take on the Hawks. You'll listen right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Man, it's been another busy day as we've been talking about uh, Gerard Mayo getting the job with the Patriots. And you talk about, you know, Robert Kraft having a vision and knowing exactly knowing exactly where he wanted to go. Uh, a lot of these teams, again, you make the decision, Mike, to move on from your coach like us. Like this wasn't – we believe that this wasn't something Arthur wanted to do. But I think as the season played out, right. he was forced. And now you go, okay, so where do we go? I don't think the Falcons were looking for a coach, in, you know, three weeks ago. So all of these teams are in a different spot. But this Belichick thing – and, and now we see the trickle down, okay, because Mayo takes the Patriots job or is, was in place to take it. Yeah, which we didn't know. He had a contract. He was in his contract. He gets basically, he was like the coach in waiting. They just, no one, they, no one knew. Nope, nobody. And so nobody now. The Boston media know it. We've got Washington Raiders, Falcons, Chargers, Carolina, Tennessee, and Seattle still open. We have now found out that Anthony Weaver, okay, the associate head coach for the Ravens, is going to interview with our Falcons on Sunday. Now you're going to wait a minute. Aren't there playoff games? Yes but not for the Ravens. Number one seed. All right, so they get the bye, and the rules have changed, all right? When you talk about interviews and second interviews and all of this stuff, this is why you're seeing all this request stuff out there. Um, The NFL is trying to be a little bit more proactive, and they don't want anything to take away, if possible, from when your team is playing. That's the thing. So some of this stuff is going to take a couple of weeks, but, Mike, it's going to move, and it'll move fast, and the Belichick rumors are still out there for us. Yep, a lot of guys, you've seen some of the same stuff we've been reading. Um, you know, the good news is there's one less team out there, but unfortunately, as we said, Gerard Mayo was in place as far as other coaches. So it comes down to who's the most attractive teams. Everyone still points out that the Chargers charge up to some really creative cap adjustments because they are jammed up in the cap. Uh, they got some older guys. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. They got Bose's contract. So, it's still a great, uh, you know, great opportunity in Los Angeles with a kid who's a good quarterback and Herbert. Maybe somebody wants to pick his own guy. You come here and do that with an offensive line that's pretty good, a good defense, and uh, again, running back skill position. It's, it's you don't have to go and find that. Those guys. And the good news is our, our core is pretty young for the most part. A younger nuclear. I know we got some veterans we picked up on the defensive side. And then you say, you know, what, what was the ownership like? What do we? Where do we rank? You know. Uh, Seattle, Pete Carroll goes on the radio in Seattle today and basically says that uh, Paul Allen's sister just, you know, wanted him to fire a bunch of coaches. He wasn't going to do it. 
if you read through the code. That's good for him, man. He says, you know, he goes, okay, then what are the adjustments? You, you want to know what adjustments you're going to make? And he says, that's where maybe we don't see eye to eye. This is Pete Carroll's word. He goes, I see it one way, and I think I've got a way to fix it. I'm not going to kind of halfway fix it. Wow. So that, to me, that means they wanted to fire some staff and, and bring some guys in. He wasn't going to stand by his guys. Look, they got look, they got in on Geno Smith, but he has a ceiling, right? And that's it. The other side of it in Tennessee, we found out that, you know, another look, to talk a little bit of dysfunction. Amy Adams Strunk, Bud Adams' daughter, she's the one, guys, remember, ran A.J. Brown out, right? She did. Right? Didn't she tell wanted, me? Wanted him traded. Didn't want, didn't want to give him the money. And then the general manager who trades with the Eagles said, well, why did we trade him? Because you told me to. That's and then right. he gets fired. That's when Rand Carthon comes in. And then he kisses up to her or whatever. And then Vrabel gets marginalized, so he's out. So on a, on a list, you and I, we heard Brian McFadden, his, his number one guy, number two guy. I like Vrabel, too. I don't want to eliminate Vrabel from the conversation. Neither do I. I just, I'm just not sold on Belichick because – and just real quick, Crow and I were talking about it earlier. I gave you the coaches. Chuck Knoll didn't win a game after Terry Bradshaw left. Tom Landry had success with Danny White, but, again, it was a pretty quick downward spiral. Tom Landry's last three years look exactly like Belichick's. So not every great coach goes out in style, I guess is my point. Yeah, it's hard, Mike, because a lot of these guys don't – they don't get to pick how they leave. Or right? they're set in their ways and they don't adapt. That's right. They, they don't adapt. And so the thing for Belichick, as we continue to talk about this, and there are some people who said, you know what, this is the guy. I've said this, you know, at times this week. Dukes and Bell, you guys are crazy. He's the guy to come here and fix everything. And if you feel that way, I would just ask the question, when he had the opportunity to fix everything in New England, and it was his ship, and he was the captain. I'm the captain now. Why didn't he fix all of that? Right. And how so, did it get where it went when Tom Brady left? Because he drafted so poorly for the better half of a decade. That's that's also part of his resume, which guys really don't want to pay attention to. So as we look at the, uh, you know, how attractive all these jobs are, I will tell you that everybody that I'm talking to about this says, listen, ownership is good. It's not Mr. Blank's fault. Have they made mistakes? Yes. But the ownership is totally behind trying to do whatever it takes to win. Now, though, Mike, I think we're really going to see if that if that's true. Because right. are we at some point going to see or hear when this process, as it continues, that Arthur Blank made the phone calls that we're talking about, right. that he offered the guys that we're talking about, and they turned him down and said no, and he said, okay, great, we'll move on to the next guy. Right. Because I think if you really want to talk about, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to win, okay, show me. Because this is the time to do that. And so I don't disagree that Arthur Blank wants to win. That's silly. But I do think when you say – Am I going to go cheap right. or am I going to go all in? Those are two different questions. And I don't think that Arthur Blank necessarily has gone all in when it comes to these coaching searches because we've always got up-and-comers. Correct. And we've always gone that way. As we said, Reeves wasn't hired by Arthur Blank. He was fired by Arthur Blank. But we've always gone younger guys or new and up-and-coming assistants. Now, again, we don't know the numbers specifically, but uh, Arthur Smith was probably inexpensive. So the contract buyout for Arthur Smith should not be tacked onto. I can't afford Harbaugh. I owe Arthur Smith 15 to $20 million. I don't right. think we so, guys, Jim Harbaugh is a guy. I just want to know, at the bare minimum, just look me in the eye, Rich McKay, and say, I reached out, I had a conversation, we, tr- we talked to Harbaugh, and we're, we just didn't think it was a good fit. Then at least, you know, I, I can say, well, why wasn't it a good fit? How? But, how, Sway? But seriously, how are you not talking to the most innovative coach, the guy who just won a national championship, comes up with an innovative game plan, plays a kind of football we're already tailor-made for, I don't get how you don't bring him in for a conversation, unless you're still thinking very old school and you're setting your ways, in which case we're going to be back with three more years of the same. What do I want? I want someone who's able to come in and whether they hire this individual or whether they do it themselves and maximize this talent on offense, 
I don't want to go to another boring offensive game at Mercedes-Benz. Right. There's too much there. I want some action. So if that is Ben Johnson, if it's Mike Brabel, if it's Raheem Morris, I don't know. All I'm telling you is that part of this thing has to be fixed. So as we talk about, Dukes, who do you want? Bell, who do you want? Yeah. I want somebody who's going to maximize that. Harbaugh, Ben Johnson, you know, that would be my number one, two. Vrabel will be three. I guess get to the Dolphins. There's other assistants out there. And if you are going to hire a Raheem Morris or anybody else, I've got to know what your offensive game plan totally is. Totally agree. Because we've got to get totally – you agree. just said it. I, I, I can't – don't do not do what the Bears did. You're bringing a defensive coach like Eberflus who really throws in the offensive coordinator as an afterthought. A guy had never done it with a guy that's kind of – let's be honest, it was a very important stage in the development of Justin Fields, and you guys screwed it up. They screwed it up. 404-726-0929. Want to hear from you guys. It's Dukes and Bell live at State Farm Arena. Again, Hawks, uh, Pacers tonight. Game time, 730. We'll take you right up till 7 o'clock with the pregame. Hey, and, by the uh, way, Jalen Hurts, I just saw this car while we were speaking. Yeah. Uh, upgraded to full participant. So if the middle finger is still jammed up, I guess tape it up. It, the question is, how do you spin the football? How do you? A lot of folks are a little curious about that. A.J. Brown remained out of practice today up in Philadelphia. They still have until Monday to take on Tampa Bay. They got an extra day. I, I just think you got to lean on your run game, man. Swift's, he's been great for him this year. And, right. and you just got to lean on your run game. Jersey Mike, he's an Eagles fan. He's looking at me like, yeah, and take that pressure off. And don't make this a game where Jalen's got to throw the ball 45 times, Nick Sirianni. Hey, man, maybe load up on Dallas sports fans. Jair Alexander is questionable, as is Christian Watson. Big wide receiver target, second-year player. It's a big deal. And uh, also, A.J. Dillon doubtful when he gets his touches in the rotation at running back. We gave you our picks earlier. Uh, all of these games are going to be intriguing. But the the one that I think people are probably interested in, just because of the, the weather, Mike, this Chiefs-Dolphins game. Yeah, I saw our good buddy Pete Prisco say, look, I know some of you guys like old school. He goes, crappy weather makes for crappy football. It does. And that's what you're going to get with the Dolphins. Now, Tariq Hill has played a lot of his career in that crappy cold weather in Kansas City. So that's not new to him. But we did you the numbers. When the Dolphins play in 40 degrees or less, Tua is 0-5 in his career in that college. Bro. Then you get into the Dolphins, 0-10 when the temperature at kickoff is 40 or below. That doesn't bode well. Now, I know you're looking for a trend for you gamblers, and I know if you liked it at three, Carl, but it's Chiefs minus four and a half. Yeah. And you a, took the Dolphins, so you think they can pull it out. Four and a half is a lot in these games because it's going to be low scoring. Guys, it was low scoring in Europe, and they had decent conditions. Right. It's going to be low scoring. Um, I think they'll hang. I do think the Chiefs win ultimately. Cause I guess it comes down to how many screw-ups in the red zone of the Chiefs cough up. Well, and, and it's just hard for me to go against Patrick Mahomes. And, and I, I don't care who's dropping the ball, right. but I just think from four four and a half point standpoint, that's a lot of points. Hey, if you're just joining us, uh, you're going to hear Bryant McFadden talking about the coaching search for our Falcons and much more here in less than 10 minutes. But Washington's Kalen DeBoer, who guided the Huskies to the Pac-12 championship, spot the college football playoff national championship, has agreed to become the next head coach at Alabama, which means he will succeed Nick Saban. And it is something Mike and I have been talking about all day. We told you, 24 hours. We said last night, we said, we'll come back tomorrow. They're going to have their guy. We didn't know who it was, but they have made the decision to move forward on this again. We do not know the terms, how long, what is it? More than likely, guys, we're talking five years. And my guess is eight, nine million dollars at minimum. Yeah, I mean, it could be, I mean, because it is such a prestigious job, he may be, uh, you know, getting 9.5. We're going to find out when those terms come down. Uh, we do know that everybody else, you know, benefits from it because anytime you're on that short list, you get a bump. Mike Norvell got a bump. We heard about Dan Lanning. Reports out of Texas. Sark is going to get something in the next few days, getting a little more in the envelope. But the big question is, how does a guy with really no ties to the South, regardless of how he sounds or whatever, because 
you know, Carl, if you can coach, you can coach. If you can be, if you can energize, and everyone seems to love this guy. He's a, he's a, he's a laid-back guy. You know, the style is going to win over the locker room. Don't lose anybody to the portal. And then get out there and crank up your message. Yeah. If I'm an Alabama fan, I'm not holding against him that, you know, he coached NAIA South Dakota. Right. I'm not holding that against him. you got to start somewhere. you got to start somewhere. The guy's 104-12 and 12 in his career. I, I just think, Mike, either you can come in here and replicate what's been done, but that starts with recruiting. To me, that's the biggest thing. Well, you and I, and, you know, we talked about it with, uh, if you missed it yesterday with Brian Jones. We think of Pac-12 as finesse. They just couldn't really shoot their shot running the football against Michigan because their running back was so jammed up. But can he get that? You know, big 340-pound dudes will come and play for you at Alabama. They had a really, gotta, they had a really the good, good offensive line. I think they had the best offensive line in the country, at least according to the metrics, as far as sacks given right. up to Penix. But I he think wants they, to run the football. I mean, it's, you, it's, yeah. it's, it's not one-dimensional, guys. It's not. You know, Andy talks about it on middays. He watches his team. They want to run the ball. They, not like this guy's. You, you hired, you know, Mouse Davis or you know, you brought in like Jack Party to coach your team. As much as they f- threw the football, I think they were fourth in the country. They had 11 sacks on the season. So the offensive line was really good. All right, guys, we're coming back. You're going to hear Brian McFadden talk about his thoughts on the Falcons coaching search next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fair cash offers for as is homes. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. We need to talk to our man Bryant McFadden, host of All Things Covered. The podcast is great. CBS NFL analyst. B, uh, let's start with this coaching search right here in the A. Um, We talked all season with you about whether or not Arthur Smith would survive. He did not. What do you want? What do you think makes sense for the Atlanta Falcons? Man, Jim Harbaugh for me, guys. Bingo, baby. Bingo. 
he would have to tell me no. He would have to say Atlanta, Falcons, thanks, but no thanks. That is the direction for me. And here's why. I mean, the guy has shown the ability to be a for sure legit coach. You look at his coaching resume going back to his early college days at the University of San Diego. I think that his final year, they were 11-1. and one. Goes to Stanford. Stanford played in an Orange Bowl because of his coaching. Andrew Luck, I think they were 12-1. and one. He left Stanford. He goes to San Francisco. San Francisco at that time was dead as Lazarus, a dead body. He came and brought that body to life, gave them, le- gave them air, gave them breath, became a relevant program, not to mention he competed for a Super Bowl with the likes of Colin Kaepernick and Randy Moss towards the end of his career. He left San Francisco, then he goes to Michigan. And remember, Michigan, when they let go of Lloyd Carr, they were just searching, trying to find a sense of uh, 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 being relevant all over again, coach after coach, not having that same prestige and expectations, reaching the expectations that that, that program had. And guess what he did? Brought them back to life as well. And also, too, guys, his ability to identify quarterback talent and develop quarterbacks. I mean, that's what he does. So, for me, if you want to get the fans excited about Atlanta, Mr. Blank, if you're listening, that is the man. Send him a blank check and tell him you put a price on it and I'm not taking no for an answer. Because right now, fans go to the Mercedes-Benz Dome knowing at some point in time they're going to be disappointed with the player on the football field. But they fill up the dome because you got cheap prices for food and drinks. But just imagine the product was better. You can go watch a good game, see Atlanta put in work, and you can go get full for free, not for free, for, but for cheap, and get drunk for cheap as well. That's a great Sunday. <laughs> yeah, man, I just like innovation. As Brian McFadden joins us, who Steelers teams know how to beat those Patriots teams a few times. He joins us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. It, it being no one debates Bill Belichick's resume, and it, it speaks for itself. But when you get into his record without Tom Brady and the last four years, and, and the thing I keep bringing up with guys who want Belichick is how would you try to put a defensive coordinator in charge of your young quarterback and not expect that to be a disaster? To me, that's almost like you're too set in your ways and some hubris, some ego involved. No question, man. I mean, Bill Belichick's best coaching years are behind him, honestly. I mean, he's the GOAT. He's a guy that had dominated – the National Football League as a head coach. But those best years, his best years are behind him. As you mentioned, Mike, he's not the same coach without Tom Brady. And also, too, if you're bringing Bill Belichick down here to Atlanta, is he just going to be a coach or is he going to have a lot of say in the personnel? Remember, he was basically the general manager for the New England Patriots. And if you go back and look at his decisions in regards to player personnel it has it wasn't too impressive the first rounders that he's missed on you know free agents that he's missed on but when he had tom brady some of those confusing moves were kind of covered up because tom brady was still giving you wins but when tom brady left everything was 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 diagnosed under a different set of lenses because they were losing so if you're telling belichick he's going just to be a head coach okay maybe he have a little fire left but if you're telling him he's going coming down to be a head coach and had the same role that he had in new england that was too much for him so i'm not really hyped about the bill belichick 
you know, move. If it was to happen, okay, cool. It's going to provide a buzz, a national buzz, which is always good. But then in the long run, what do you what what are you looking to get out of? And he's seventy two. So how many years does he does he foresee himself coaching? Three, four? If that's the case, that's like a rental. Now you're going back to the drawing board once again when he's around seventy four, seventy five years old. Don't want a rental. Don't want to run. And we went through this, by the way, with Dean Pease. When Coach Art asked him to come out of retirement, he said, yeah, I'll stick around for a couple of years. Right. Two years he was out, right? I mean, I don't want to rental. Now, Ryan Nielsen came in and did a really good job, but to Brian McFadden's point, that that's what you're looking at. Bryant, of course, works for CBS as an NFL analyst. We'll talk to him about the games coming up tomorrow. It's going to be cold all across the country, but nowhere is it going to be colder, I think, than in Kansas City where the Dolphins play. Let's talk about uh, who is your second-best candidate is it Vrabel? Is it, uh, you know, who? if you could say, all right, listen, hardball's out. Who's your second best candidate? Ben Johnson with Detroit. Ben Johnson was a hot name a year ago. Once again, the offense in Detroit looks really good. I love his balance. Um, he's not a one-dimensional play caller. Uh, he's a guy that believes in running the football, and he does so with a physical mentality in the trenches. Um, and just the structure that he's provided for Detroit has really been amazing to watch. And just being under Dan Campbell, who is a physical coach in regards to what he expects from his players, we see that transition on the football field. The product on the field fits who Dan Campbell is. So that would be my next best guy, Ben Johnson. I think he's going to be a hot commodity once again. And just his ability to get the most out of an offense. You look at what he did with Detroit this year and even a year ago, but this year specifically, right? You talk about Amon Ross St. Brown, outstanding pass catcher, the way he utilizes him. You talk about Sam LaPorter, tight end production. You look at how he's been able to utilize the running backs, Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery. If you look at what Atlanta currently has, they got two running backs that I believe can go given the opportunity if they were utilizing the right system. They got a wide receiver one potentially, if utilized the right way, can do numbers. Not necessarily like Amon Ross St. Brown because Amon is a smaller, more versatile guy, but Drake London has the skill set. And heck, Kyle Pitts has some type of talent, right? We know that. I mean, this is a guy that flourished. But unfortunately, he's been stagnant in regards to his production because of injuries and the way he's been utilized. I believe Ben Johnson can get the most out of the offensive personnel that we currently have that will warrant points on the scoreboard. Brian McFadden with us, guys, on WaitFor.com hotline against CBS Sports, and he knows his stuff. And we really like the fact he agrees with us when it comes to the coaching search. Uh, as far as some of the other guys, what if Rabel was available? Uh, we know because obviously Gerard Mayo is going to be the man up there in New England. We like Rabel, and it does kind of match how we're built right now as far as a running game and, and a good defense. I like Rabel as well, but – when Rabel was with Tennessee, I always viewed Tennessee as just an in-the-way team, right? Like, yeah, they can right. get in the playoffs, but we don't really believe they can get to the Super Bowl. And I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but just watching him throughout his playoff runs in Tennessee, it was like, yeah, they're in the playoffs, but can they really get to the Super Bowl? Do we really believe they can get to the Super Bowl? So I just felt like he was just an in-the-way team. My thing is this for Atlanta. The time is now. Your division <laughs> is not competitive. It's not. It's, let's keep it real. You sh- Atlanta should be in the playoffs right now. Tampa Bay is in the playoffs. How? Because nobody else wanted it. Nobody else wanted it. So, for me, I feel like this with Vrabel. Atlanta, Arthur Blank, if you're listening, you cannot have a Capitol Grill taste bud where you always go into Bojangles. 
You can't. It's true. You just went to Bojangles. You got a two-piece and a biscuit and Arthur Smith. And look where that got you. Yeah, you got to go in. You got to you got to spend. There is something to be said, America, uh, about <laughs> you get what you pay for. That's damn right. They're, they're just, it's just, damn they're, right. There's just something to be said. We about all that. know that in life, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Like you get exactly what you pay for. Sometimes you got to you got to pay a little more to get the results that you want. And unfortunately for Atlanta, especially with the window within the division being so wide open, go get a guy that has shown the ability to turn programs around. That's why I would say. That's why I say I would send, I would FedEx a blank check. I don't know how they do it when it comes to negotiating with these deals with coaches, but I would tell Harbaugh, you got to tell me no, homeboy. You have to tell me right. no. He's shown the ability to turn programs around. All right, B, uh, we got to get to some of these games, and you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you 200% about everything that you're saying, but I got to ask you about these games because I, I mentioned the Chiefs. Listen, you played in Pittsburgh. This weather thing is real, and they're talking about zero at, at game time, maybe minus two. Uh, Dolphins, Chiefs, Chiefs are favored by four points. Tell me what you think. Do the Dolphins have a shot here outside of the weather, which is going to affect both teams, but, but seriously. Man, my this is Miami's fault. My, Miami, you're going to below zero degree weather because you didn't beat Tennessee. If you would have beat Tennessee, you would have been playing at home. And because of that, you're going up there to freeze. I was just in Kansas City for the Kansas City-Buffalo Bill game. And at that time, it was 32 degrees with a little wind, right? When I tell you, it was – Kansas City cold is different than a lot of other places up north cold. It hits different. And you're telling me it's, it's going to be minus what? Two. Minus two? It may be, mi- that might be maybe minus seven by the time, by halftime. Chill, yes. right, all that. Yeah, yeah. Listen, the coldest game I played in was around minus three, minus four. What's a little wind chill? The football felt like cement bricks trying to catch. It was so cold. We're going over adjustments on the sideline. Our coach was, t- he had tears coming out of his eyes, and the tears literally froze on his face in front of us. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's not an amount of tights that you can wear. There's not an amount of a, uh, Vaseline you can put on your arms, your legs, for you to be comfortable. Now, it's going to be cold for Kansas City, but they're a little, they will be more adjusted to that type of climate because they play in that. Miami's going, man. It's going. And we just saw, I saw a stat, right, about Tua Tungvaloa playing in 40-degree weather where he's like 0-5 and, and completing like around 55% of, of his passes. What, what is his stat line when you're playing in minus three? I've never seen a dolphin <laughs> exactly. swim in the frozen tundra. I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I know dolphins go to Maine. That's as far as I've seen one. Uh, real quick, amongst the guys that would be considered underdogs, Cleveland loses Ward. He's banged up. It's Flacco obviously going against Stroud, old guy versus the great young rookie. The Rams against Detroit. I, I, we're not. No disrespect to the Steelers in Green Bay. We're not really giving them a shot. But who do you think's the underdog that can pull it? Houston. And I love the Rams. I love the Rams more than Houston being able to pull out a win against the Browns. I really love the Rams, man. The Rams playing some really good football. And I will emphasize this over and over again. I think this was the best coaching job Sean McVay has done ever as a head coach for the Rams outside of winning the Super Bowl, outside of that year. How is the Rams in the playoffs? How? Like, if you look at their roster, now we know they're they're guys now, but a lot of their big-time contributors we really didn't know of in August. So that's how important coaching is. And for me, the way they they're the way he's coaching, the way his team is is playing and how they compete, 
I like the Rams change. This, this was a bad matchup for Detroit. I think Detroit, yeah. when you look at it, and styles make fights. We hear that all the time. It's very, very relevant in NFL play. Styles makes fights. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like the best comparison I can give you, Baltimore can beat up on the San Francisco 49ers of the world and, 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 and Miami and, and all those teams. But when they play Pittsburgh, they struggle. Why? Because the style of play is comparable. So for me, styles makes fights, and this is a difficult style for Detroit. I'm not saying I expect Detroit to lose, but me personally, if I want to make some money, I would put something on the Rams to, to outright win. I think there's a lot of juice in that orange. I agree. B, we appreciate you, man. Enjoy the games. Check out the podcast, All Things Covered. We will talk to you next week as the playoffs. Super wild card weekend gets underway. Yes, Thank you, B-Mac. Hey, before I go, Mr. Blank, if you're listening, you might not know me. I know you. Send Harbaugh a blank check. I guarantee you the Mercedes-Benz Stadium will be filled from top to bottom just hearing that news. Just send him a blank no check doubt. and see what he say. Listen, there are very few guys from a coaching standpoint that move the needle. He's one of them. Right. You're absolutely right. That is the voice of Brian T. McFadden. All things covered is the podcast. And, of course, CBS NFL analyst. It's Dukes and Bell. We're live at State Farm Arena, guys. And uh, if you're just joining us today, again, Alabama has their guy and Kalen DeBoer. He's going to come over from Washington, take the Alabama job. It's news we've been talking about. But, Mike, we got some other things we got to get to coming up here. Yeah, man, we've talked a lot about the, you know, the coaching hires. But uh, one of the guys who got a bump today, also dealing with the NCAA showing up at their doorstep, the first NIL-related NCAA penalty. We'll get into that because a lot of folks – Really just still don't understand what the hell happened to Florida State. But it does involve a Georgia player, and we believe we know who the Georgia coach was that narked him out. All right, stay right there. Also, we're at the Hawks game. Apparently, Siakam and the Raptors are going to part ways. Oh. But remember, oh. in the offseason, he said he would not re-sign with the Hawks, which is one of the right. reasons That's why, why they, never did it. they backed off the deal. We'll see. Trade deadline is approaching in early February. Hawks Pacers tonight. We got more to get to. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house and owning it. Having an advocate who can help you navigate negotiations, timelines, inspections, and more can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. It's impeccable. Uh, you know, you could argue that uh, he, he doesn't have as much experience in the Southeast, but he did recruit three impact players from the Southeast that were part of the national championship run. As far as, uh, did you ever think Dabo was in this thing? So I love when we spoke, I guess, two days ago when the Saban retirement news broke and we had Mike Johnson out from the morning shift. And like so many people, you know, 
he said, I was really high on Dabo. For many years, it was sort of a fait accompli. When Saban walks away, Dabo takes over. Dabo's brand took hits. You know, Dabo's on top of the world. They're beating Alabama. They're winning multiple national championships. He's got a machine very much like what Kirby's built up at Clemson. But, you know, the way things kind of wobbled a little bit, and then you throw in the way he is very, very reluctant to get into the transfer portal, I really think that came back to bite him. I like Dabo's brand also took a hit when he lost all his big assistants. True. Like Coach Bowden, he's got to find a way to kind of get them back together. Saban, Kirby have always so far been able to weather losing those assistants. Dabo has not. And let's be honest, Dabo's assistants are the reason why they lost to Florida State. I mean, there's some really boneheaded calls by his coaches. I just think Dabo's brand just lost a little bit of luster, especially mostly because of his, his portal vibe, how he was so anti-portal. And everyone knows that's that's the way of the world these days. Yeah, we do not know, uh, nor will I tell you this is the greatest hire since Nick Saban, or it'll be as good. We'll have to wait and see. But they have their guy, and now the thing is they've got to retain all of these players, Mike, and make sure the guys are going to, you know, a mass exodus. You don't right. need that because it still gets back to talent. And Nick Saban was able to, to recruit the best talent in the country. That's why he was in this thing every year. Do you think that there's, like, half of Bama, you know, Crimson Tide Nation is, like, shrugging right now? I like, do. Yeah. I do. Because, uh, again, part of Outsider. this is you didn't watch Washington. You didn't see him until the Final Four. And then even then, how much attention did you pay to him? Because you didn't think this guy was going to be right. leaving you. And I'm talking about Nick Saban. I just feel like sometimes when we don't pay attention to these other programs and you don't feel like you know that coach or he has a history that is significant enough that you feel comfortable with the hire. So, yeah, I think half of Alabama's, uh, you know, fan base is like, whatever. I don't know if this is the guy. And I think the other half who maybe pays a lot more attention to all college football, says, hey, this guy's been a winner everywhere he's been. Now, you throw into what Jalen Milrow was able to do in the running game, that does kind of skew some of the numbers because Penix is more of a pocket passer. Uh, Alabama rushed for 2,400 yards. If you take away the Jalen Milrow numbers, it's about 18 and change. Uh, Oregon ran for 1741 this year, including uh, Kellen Johnson, uh, Johnson was – Dylan Johnson was Dylan, a 1,100-yard yeah. rusher. So it's not like, as, as we said, talking – uh, with uh, with our buddy Brian Jones from CBS, that they're finesse. He wants to run the football. He couldn't run the football against Michigan because his best running back was absolutely shot. That's right. But this, it's not like you're getting, as I said earlier, one of those wacky, you know, pass happy type, you know, gimmicky offenses. So, he's, but he's got to after first thing win over the locker room, right? That's going to be step number one because you know you're already starting to see some leaks. You've already got some guys leaving. Uh, who, was the, who was the wide receiver I mentioned earlier? He caught the catch that was the no catch against Georgia. Uh, he's already out in the transfer portal for Alabama, the wide receiver for the Tide. Yeah, I'll get you, I'll get it real quick. What say again? Isaiah Bond. Thank you, man. Sorry about that. I had it. I've got like 17 windows up on my iPad. <laughs> but no, I, Isaiah Bond right now is the first uh, since Saban retired player to be in the portal. Now he hasn't left Alabama, but he's exploring other options right now. Yeah, I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing for them. Meanwhile, you know, around college football, people are reacting to this. I think coaches who know Kalen DeBoer feel pretty good that he's going to go to Alabama and do a really good job. It's about, man, being organized and having a plan. Obviously, you've got to be a great recruiter. But I'm with you, Mike. This portal thing, and we talked about it extensively today about, you know, what's wrong with college football. It has nothing to do with Alabama or Washington. We're just uh, generally speaking about the state of football. 
you got to be in this portal. You got to be you got to right. be willing to go in it, and you got to be willing to get kids out of there because you know you're going to lose kids. Every program is right now. The guys that were in the mix, we talked about Jimmy Sexton, basically, you know, just controlling all the strings, pulling all the strings, and coaches all getting bumps. Dan Lanning, uh, which sort of at Florida State, throwing a huge extension, ten million dollars, and it's going on forever for Mike Norvell, who's got two ten win seasons, should have been in the national championship hunt. But uh, the question today is, what are other coaches and what are other you know pr- conferences and programs saying about NIL? First, NCAA big penalty comes down because Florida State apparently spoke with Amari Mims and visited with his parents when they weren't, weren't supposed to. The best I can tell. Okay. If you go back and look at the timeline a year ago, Mims initially declared for the NFL, then was in the portal, and then stayed at Georgia. So a lot of folks are saying, well, what exactly happened? Florida State's uh, OC uh, took him out, promised $15,000 a month, and that was the starting point. But apparently something was not kosher with it. It's called two level two infractions. FSU made a deal with the NC2A. They're going to lose some. Uh, they're going to lose some scholarships, Carl. And uh, that OC won't be able to be involved for three games for Florida State next next year. So it's just I'm just kind of curious. I'm like, what exactly? How and does this work? I thought coaches would get you to the collective. Florida State, the football program, could have no contact with its collective for a year. So how do you so is it kill the NIL for a year at FSU? I don't know. That's no one even knows. I don't know how this works. No one understands the like the penalties, let alone the results. But Alex Atkins will be out for three games for FSU next year. What I do know is that uh, w- with everybody operating differently around the country, all right, because you can because of the state that you're right. in, there are different rules and regulations due to the state legislature. This is the fundamental problem that coaches have been talking about. The rules that are, uh, apply in Texas don't apply in Arkansas, that don't apply in Florida, right. that don't apply in Georgia. So they want a level playing field. And so until we get that, Mike, and more importantly, we get some, some, some guardrails and rules and regulations right. about what, is act, what can you do and what can't you do, and then if you do that, what is, is there a punishment to it? Right. You're going to hear these stories, and it's not going to mean anything to college football fans because most don't understand it. They don't right. get what's going on when you say, all right, so you offer the kid 15 grand a month. Well, he was technically a free agent. He was thinking about leaving. He wasn't. It's just a lot of it's yeah. a lot of bull. The NCAA, uh, well, see where it goes. A lot of Florida State websites, they're, they're, I guess they're blaming the tight ends coach. I believe his name is Todd Hartley. That's all alleged. Who knows? The information got out somehow, somewhere. But I'm just saying, is this like giving away speeding tickets to the Indy 500? When you don't even know the rules, most fans certainly have no idea what is or isn't legal when it comes to NIL. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We are going to tell you what's coming up next week. Big week next week. Monday is MLK Day. We are off, but, of course, the Hawks are playing as they normally do, and they take on the Spurs. Wimby in town. Hawks and Pacers tonight will come back, hand things over to the pregame show with Mike Conti, and tell you what's coming up next week. Stay right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.